just imagine what the world would be like if everyone was doing exactly what they wanted to be doing in life. If they were sharing their gifts with the world, just think about like how much happier the world would be. Midlife ladies. This is the Dear Midlife Podcast. Unapologetic girl talk that will help you remember who you are and figure out who in the hell you want to become. I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, single mom, and an extrovert to a fault. And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild-haired woman full of sass, sparkle, and a heavy dose of black girl magic. So grab a glass and let's dive into the messy middle. Today I was in the grocery store and I couldn't help but notice. I mean, this kind of, I don't want to, I don't want to say it pisses me off, but it like really caused my blood to kind of boil a little bit. Okay. Halloween decorations are already fucking on display. (laughs) I mean, I swear to you, like these big box retailers are pushing consumers so much faster every year toward the holidays. I feel like, like, Next year, Halloween shit will already be on the shelves in like freaking June. Absolutely. And Starbucks, they make this huge ordeal. August 24th, we're launching pumpkin spice. I'm like, bitch, I am not ready for pumpkin. <laughs> it's 106 degrees in Houston. It's not time. <laughs> like, can we please? They are pushing us and driving us and driving us towards their commercial end. Yeah. And it is literally making me lose my mind. I cannot enjoy the end of summer because you want me to be feeling like it's already Halloween and then Thanksgiving and drinking all the pumpkin spice. So I can't tell you the anxiety that it actually creates for me because it starts to make me feel like I'm behind the eight ball. Like, oh shit, but I haven't bought my turkey yet, bitch. It's August. (laughs) It is August. (laughs) Chill out. We're fine. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, thank goodness for our guests today, Natasha Corrigan and Allegra Ramos. Yes. These girls are badass productivity bitches. They are. (laughs) I love them. (laughs) Love them. They were so awesome because you know what? You said the word joy. You know, we want to enjoy these holidays that are looming before us. And Today, our guests remind us that we are in control Mm. of the joy that we have around the holidays. And they also suggest that if we start a little bit of pre-party, what, 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 (laughs) that we can, in fact, enjoy the holidays. Absolutely. And Our friends, Natasha and Allegra are absolutely, and you guys may remember, we've had them on the show before. Mm. So we're bringing them back in celebration of their new book, which came out September 8th called Rock Your Holidays. And truthfully, in this conversation, they help us to remember how to keep fun in the fun. As Shelby said, keep that Mm -hmm. joy flowing through the holiday season, grab our control back and to really do what works for us, ladies in midlife, and not for everyone else around us during this time so that we can turn down the noise on all the craziness and turn up the joy and the jingle of the holidays in the way that really matters. And that's in the areas that speak to our souls. I love it. And you know what I love about Allegra and Natasha as well is that while the focus of our conversation today is geared toward rocking your holiday and really three easy steps that our listener can take to harness the joy of the holiday season, they, these steps and these tips and these tools that they share with us today can be applied universally across your yeah. life. Yeah. I mean, I love that they are so focused on what is the brain science behind Mm. productivity and help us to really bring to life these tips in practical ways. I love it. Yeah. So if you love these tips, please check out Natasha and Allegra's book, Rock Your Holidays, 
I love the tip that they tell you. If you spend one hour of with this book, you will save 10 hours of your life, ladies. I love that. And productivity. And then leave us a review and let us know what your favorite tip from the book was. And we want you to continue to join in these dialogues and these conversations and follow us on Facebook and on Instagram and become part of our community so that we can continue to rock, not just the holidays, but midlife, ladies. Let's rock it. Let's rock it with Allegra and Natasha. Welcome to our podcast, Allegra Ramos. And Natasha Corrigan, thank you so much, ladies, for being here. We are so excited to have you actually back to the show. Yes, it's so good to see you again. (laughs) It's so great to be here and hang with the two of you again. It's such a good time last time. We had such a good time last time. Actually, I... I remember editing that podcast and just kind of sitting in my living room laughing to myself about some of the commentaries <laughs> that were had. I still remember like some little funny story about Benjamin Franklin and all this kind of stuff. You guys have such great kind of historical references to the power of really harnessing time. Mm, and yeah. mm-hmm. I love that idea I- because we all only have so much time in the day. So 100%. And well, shall we, before we jump in, I just have to admit, like, I, I, I still kind of am not doing great in this whole time management space and fair warning and like (laughs) full disclosure to you ladies and to all of our listeners out there. I'm actually like driving while on this podcast um, (laughs) conversation today. So y'all pray for me, pray for me. Cause I am still a hot mess.com and I hope that you can help me get my shit together today. Lord, listen, <laughs> you're showing up and showing up is like 90% of anything, right? So you're showing Woo! up, however you show up, there's, you know, imperfectly showing up or whatever there, you know, you're here. So yeah. That, and sometimes you I'll have to hear that. something. I'll pick that. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. you have to hear something three, four, five, 10 times before you, you decide to take action. So. Yes. Yes. I'm one of those. I'm like, I have to hear it a hundred times and I have to beat my head against the wall and get a couple of really ugly bruises. And then I'm like, Hey, I think I'll change. So we're almost there. You know what, though? I want to give you credit, Trinity, because Trinity actually has been getting up in the morning. She's changed her morning routine. She's been getting up in the morning. She's been Fitting exercise in, which is an important thing for her, but it's always been a struggle to figure out how to do it consistently. And so I also yeah. want to just highlight that you have to celebrate your wins. That is huge. Oh, thanks, Shelby. Thank you. That means a lot. That feels I'm good. so proud of you. We were talking about that today earlier on our live IG, live Facebook, uh-huh. live YouTube, whatever, uh, because at the end of every month with our alumni students, we do what's called a monthly course correct. And Aha. the idea is that the Apollo space mission, you know, they spent however much money and man hours and people, right. And they knew where they were going and they knew how they were getting there, but they still built in course corrects because when you're off by a degree in, you know, at the beginning, it leads to like thousands of miles as the spaceship keeps continuing on the wrong trajectory. <laughs> right. So they build in course right. corrects to, you know, to make sure that they're on the right path. And so we like to say, even when you're on the right path, you need to course correct. And so every month we do a course correct. And part of the course correct that uh, we have our own little template, which you can get at our website, byWdreams.com. Mm-hmm. Awesome. But one of the things, the first thing on there, Trinity, is to list your accomplishments, big and small. And so we would encourage oh. you to take this win of you have found a way to work exercise in because that's motivating. That's going to motivate you to keep doing because you're going to want to write it down again next month. Right. I love it. Yeah, I mm-hmm. love that because I I don't celebrate enough the personal things the the all the things large and small so this is a takeaway I can do. Yeah, for real. And Thank honestly, you. I would definitely assert that that is not a small thing. Finding the time to regularly oh, sure. get exercise and getting up early that is not small. That would be a big thing in my world <laughs> if I suddenly was <laughs> before I'm I, with you. you I'm with I mean? you. Yes. Yeah. So. Honestly, I think that, and again, Trinity is inspiration. We're figuring out how to fit something actually big into this small window of time that we all have is that finite 24 hours in a day. And I know as a mom, 
one of the things that gives me anxiety is the fact that we are now barreling. And when I say barreling, I mean, we are freaking barreling into September. And already (laughs) I've started seeing Halloween costumes in the stores, which means that the holidays. Pumpkin spice is everywhere again already. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, yeah. I was at Costco in the store. Save pumpkin spice till later. I'm not ready yet. No, <laughs> no. Seriously, I was at Costco with my son yesterday and they're like sold out of Halloween costumes already. Not joking. Oh my been, God. Yeah, they've been in the they've been in the store for like four weeks and they're basically like totally picked over. There's like hardly anything left. I'm like, how is this happening? Yeah. It's not even September. There's no no better way to make us feel like a failure as a mother is if like <laughs> it's not even it's August and I've already missed the window. I'm getting the good Halloween costumes. Are you kidding me? Seriously. Costco's yeah. just not a good representation though of whether you're not on the game or not, though. Cause right, because like in March, if you haven't bought your bathing suit from them, they're gone. Mm. So <laughs> I get it. But I just it was one of those things like he used to love to go look through the rack, like, oh, do I want to be a ninja or a fireman? Right. Like, right. You know I mean? It was like, uh, there's like nothing left. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh. It was, I was like, yeah, exactly. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, call it what it is. Ridiculous. And exactly. no pumpkin spice. Put that pumpkin spice away. Put the yeah. pumpkin spice away. But in honor of, as we are barreling into the holidays, maybe this is the perfect time to introduce the fact that you are coming out with an amazing book called Rock Your Holidays well in advance, may I say, of Christmas. So if you are out there and you already are having anxiety because all the Halloween costumes are gone, it's not too late for <laughs> Christmas yet. So, uh, and all the other holidays that are to come. So why don't you guys tell us a little bit about the premise of your book and how it can help people like me who are already feeling this anxiety rock my holidays? <laughs> Well, Rock Your Holidays is like our other books. Rock Your Holidays, uh, the tagline is three simple steps to having fun while getting things done, right? Because Mm. a lot of times parents were white knuckling it through the holidays. (laughs) And this is a time for you to have fun as well as your kids, right? Mm -hmm. So this is how you can have fun while still making everything magical because Natasha and I both had moms were great at bringing the magic they set the bars high we and- dedicated the book to our moms because they did make Aww. the magic happen right so let's be honest like generally the magic the magic making is left to the moms right generally yeah and yeah. so that can feel like a lot of pressure especially like when you got younger ones and they still want to have all that magic and you know and you know so it can feel like a lot right i don't have to tell anyone here they, we all know, we all know what that's like, but like all of our books, it's all about three simple steps to give yourself a framework when thinking about your holidays, right? Because that's the thing with big goals or, you know, time periods where you have a lot of stuff going on. It's just, it feels like this scattershot where it's like, oh my God, I just don't even know where to start. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we give you three steps to think about your holidays in a strategic way, just like we gave you three steps to think about your to-do list in a strategic way. And like all of our books, it's super short. It'll take you less than an hour to work through it. And it's a workbook, again, because we know that brain science shows you that when you do exercises, that's what gets it into your head, right? And even though we're coming out with this book, you know, September 8th, so that you can do you can do it before this holiday season, even if you get this book in January or February or March, it'll just give you a framework to think about the following holiday season and how you want to approach it. So and I would assert too, doing it in January when... That holiday season is very fresh, the past one. And you can remember, oh boy, this did not work. Or wow, I did this again this year and I keep forgetting how much I can't stand that fill in the blank. You know what I mean? And so that's time to do it too, right? Whenever I go camping, I always take a look at our camp list and be like, what do I really not need on this camping list? You know, and if I (laughs) wait too long, I'll forget what, Mm -hmm. what. So that's a good time to do it too. If you don't get it. It's like your holiday postmortem. Yes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And so it, 
And we don't, we definitely don't want this book to occur like one more thing to do for the holidays. That's not the idea at all. Like Allegra said, it, we designed it so that it really is like, it's going to take you an hour. And it's this kind of thing where like, if you pregame, it's going to help you avoid the overwhelm. And this is, this is really like a yeah. pregame plan because so many times, I mean, I've felt this year after year after year, you're all of a sudden, like you said, you're barreling towards the start of the school year, you're barreling towards the holiday season. And next thing you know, you're just in the midst of it. And you're just trying to keep your head above water. Mm-hmm. And we're really it's the idea of this book slash workbook is to help avoid that feeling of like, just, oh my God, if I can just make it without gaining 50 pounds, it'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. That would be fine. I'll call yeah. it a win, you know? I love the idea too of the pregame because what it makes me think of is is enjoying that time with like a cocktail in my hand. Because mm, do it. Yeah. I'm like, maybe I can handle you're, Christmas. You're tailgating. Yeah. That's right. You're in the you're in the parking lot. You're having some fun with your friends. You're about to go in. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And even better, do it with a friend. That makes everything more fun. You know, when Natasha and I started doing the course corrects together, it made it more fun. And it, she helped me understand so many things about what I should acknowledge just speaking of the course corrects that I could count as a win. And so same thing as we were writing this book, like just getting a chance to see like what we're going to delve into it a little bit more, but what, you know, what Allegra has on her plate normally during that holiday season and what she deems a priority over some other things and have, and she, it gives you a lot of permission with your, when you're with another friend to, you know, maybe say like, that thing is not that important. You know what I mean? And if somebody else is mm-hmm. yeah, not, you know, gives you permission to really be kind of like, you know, honest with yourself about what it is that's important. What's not important. That yeah, is a great into point. Your values. Mm-hmm. a little bit more of and talk about kind of play with your values right and even have fun doing it so not wanting you to give away all of the juicy details of the book because obviously we want our listeners to go in and experience it for themselves I'm curious though if you could give like a little glimpse into what would be some of the outcomes that a reader or that one of our listeners could expect to achieve or experience in their life as a result of of working through this workbook, either by themselves or with a friend? So that's a great question. And I'm going to say clarity in one word, but I want to come back to that really quickly, because I just want to say one other thing to encourage you to, to go through this process is there's a commonly held belief in the productivity world that for every one minute of planning, you save 10 minutes of doing So think about it this way. You spend one hour with our book, you're going to save yourself 10 hours. And honestly, I think you'll save yourself more than 10 hours down the line, but minimum 10 hours. So we're going to save you time in the long run. Okay. Love that. So, so that's a huge takeaway right there. We're going to save you at least 10 hours of work. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah right that's a compelling outcome ladies <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> but um in terms of clarity because again the holidays can feel very scattershot and you don't know where to focus one of the things that we have you do is to think about all of the possible activities that you might want to do this holiday season and then give them a star- a rating on a scale of one to five one being like, this absolutely must happen. And five being like, well, it sounds nice, but I'm not sure where it fits in. Because a lot of times we just get into this habit of saying yes to everything. And yeah. when you see that some that you've given something a five, it really makes it so much easier to say, hmm, if I'm going to say no to something, it's going to be the fives. And whoosh, maybe you just take those off your calendar altogether. Yeah, the one, yeah. you mean the ones. <laughs> right, reverse oh. But yes, reverse exactly. that. Yeah. <laughs> right. So A, like just taking a hot second to figure out what is more important. Sometimes we don't mm-hmm. even give it a thought. I know I am a like chronic yes, 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 yes to everything. Cause in the moment it sounds good or, you know, that kind of thing, or the person sitting in front of me or sending me the invitation. I'm like, I should, right. If you're shooting on yourself, that's a really good indication that it probably is a no because mm-hmm. we literally can't do everything. Right. We just, we just can't, you know, and then one of the first things, like like I said, having some clarity and one of the first things, it's almost kind of like a pre-step before we get into the step steps of the three simple steps. It's a pre-step of like, what do you want your, your, this season to be about for yourself? Mm. Like maybe this year it's peace. Maybe this year it's joy, like whatever, you know, whatever word or phrase kind of like, you know, we asked you just get still 
what lights you up inside of how do I, how do I want to show up this holiday season? Like what is that keystone or touchstone word or phrase that helps you get in touch with that? That also will help give you an idea of, you know, if I'm being joy this season, how do I rate this activity? Is this a three-star activity or a five-star activity? It helps you also helps you have like an inroad into this idea of giving it a priority, right? And where you would rank it and that kind of thing. Because sometimes, especially for me, everything can seem important. Everything, right? And if I used to do this, it becomes like, now it's like, well, we always do this. We always do this this Christmas. We always do this this Halloween. We always do it. And it's like, yeah, my kids are 12 and 10 now. And you know what I mean? Like, it's not as important maybe. And the people that we always trick or treat with, well, now my kid's in middle school and he wants to go with the other, you know what I mean? Like, and so that's, that came up yesterday, right? So it's kind of like, is it a priority to like keep this tradition alive or like, do I need to like take a step back and readjust because of where we are in our lives, which is something, some, someplace different. So all of this little pre-gaming ahead of time will, will help avoid that being something that winds up being a stressor in the moment. I love that idea. And the reason why I love that is because I would consider myself what is called the classic type A person. And so what I was sitting here thinking about as you were talking about prioritizing and whoosh, just some things don't get done this year, my heart started to kind of palpitate a little bit because then I was like, but if it's not perfect, then I have this burden of the mom guilt. Like if it's not how it used to be all along, then is everybody going to notice? Am I going to be a failure as a mother And so I like the idea of using an intention as a touchstone to come back to, because I really do think then that gives you a frame of reference to say, hey, is being stressed out just to try and fit every single thing in? Is that bringing me joy? Is that bringing everyone around me joy? Because then that will make it a little bit easier to let those things go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Contributing. Yeah. Like, are your kids going to be more excited that like, oh, well, mom made sure that every single, I don't know. Cause one year it was po- <laughs> post pandemic. Like I just didn't have it in me. We don't spend actual Christmas in we're we're usually back visiting my folks. So actual Christmas, we don't spend here, but I, what I didn't do the outdoor decorations that year. Right. And like, and I was like, oh my God, I didn't get to it. I haven't got to the inside was decorated. Like I need that Christmas tree. I need all that. Right. But the outside was not. And I really was kind of like, oh, I kind of like failed Christmas because you know what I mean? Like, and I was like crazy making over it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and I finally just had to like, let it go. I was like, all right, just not getting done this year. It's just not happening. It's not getting done this year. We're not putting lights on the bushes. Is Christmas ruined? No, it's not ruined. You know, and my kids, you know, once I decided to just give that up, my kids had a you know, a, a less stressed mom, you know, which is much more, and my husband too, had a less stressed, less stressed experience because I decided to give it up. And that is, I feel like has a much bigger impact than whether or not my, you know, my bushes have lights on them. Yeah. And we have a final tip in our book, which, so we have, you know, we have a book, Rock Your Morning, which is about creating a morning ritual. And we don't tell people what to put into it. We tell their morning ritual, we just tell them how to set one up. Mm-hmm. But some people have analysis paralysis and don't know where to start, right? When it comes to the morning ritual. Yeah. So we do make a suggestion, yeah. start with making your bed because there's all this brain science behind the benefits of making a bed. So for people who are like, I'm not sure what my touchstone is for the holidays. The final takeaway at the end of the book is keep fun, fun, right? Like it's such an easy yeah. hurdle. If it's not fun, don't do it. And like my husband, I don't care about decorating outside our house, partially because I'm I I'm such an environmentalist that I'm like, but the energy usage and I'm not even <laughs> benefiting from it. Why should we put lights outside? OK, so that's my I'm like, if you can show me the carbon footprint is zero. Fine. So anyway, <laughs> so so I have zero interest in decorating outside and my husband he used to say to me, like, when are we going to decorate outside? I was like, you're welcome to decorate outside whenever you want. It does not make fun fun for me to decorate outside. So if that's what you need to make fun fun, do it. And so now he knows that if he wants decoration outside, he's 100% responsible. He's not delegating that to me because I don't care. (laughs) Right. I love that. that. That'd be zero stars next to that one, right? But I'd love for you to share, like... The, your husband has been working for the same company for 20 years. And how many times have you gone to the Christmas party? Only once. 
one time. <laughs> we went what? one time. Yep. Because it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this does not make fun fun. No, it, it, it does not make fun fun. And fortunately, he's not expected to be there. Right. Like I understand there are companies where they will notice if you're not there. He works for a large company. They do not notice if he's not there. There's no expectation that he be there. And so we just don't go. And I'm totally wow. I'm totally comfortable with that. Right. And and if you went, it's not like you have a great time, right? In this particular case, right? Some right. I, get, I get some office parties go a little off right off the hook and they get, you know, if it was fun, I would be there. But it's not fun. It's just another thing to do. And he doesn't get props. He doesn't get points for doing it. So why? Like done off our list. It's not even on our list. I love that. So I was sitting here in my head when you're talking about keep fun fun, thinking what are some of the suggestions about how to keep the holidays fun? But then I am also hearing you say that fun is what is fun for you because I love going to the holiday parties because that's my jam because I'm a social butterfly. And so I love the idea of getting to connect with other people, especially since I feel a little isolated working from home on a daily and regular basis. So are there other suggestions about keeping fun fun or is it really just focused on what is fun for you and what do you find joy in doing and giving? It is totally personal, but I will say one thing that it can change from year to year. So when my mm-hmm. daughter, I I used to always do holiday Christmas cards for us. And in fact, sometimes I would fully design them and I enjoy holiday Christmas cards. I enjoy the aesthetic of them. Mm-hmm. However, when my child was kind of in that zero to five range, I could feel myself getting anxious about what are, what's our holiday gonna card going to be this year? And like, how am I going to top last year's card? Right. And it's always just a competition with myself because of course, like I just enjoy it. And I realized, oh my gosh, this isn't fun. You know what? And that's when I came up with keep fun, fun. I was like, the holidays are supposed to be fun. If this isn't fun, I'm not going to do it. And there was a solid five, six years where I sent out zero holiday cards because it wasn't fun. I didn't have the bandwidth, but then my child got to a certain age And I thought to myself, I'd like to do a holiday card again. And so I started doing them again. So it's completely personal, but recognize that different seasons of your life, something might be fun and, you know, it's not fun. It's no longer any fun. I mean, sure. Like, for instance, one of the things that's really fun for us is going to see the Nutcracker every year, right? Mm. We enjoy doing Mm. that. I could see at some point, maybe my child will age out of that and we will, you know, I will sadly let that go. But. I have Barishnikov on video, so I'm I'm happy to watch that. (laughs) And so it, you know, it changes depending on your season of life and your bandwidth. Yeah. And you know what I'm sitting here thinking. Yeah. And you know what I'm sitting here thinking? I would go anyway. Because I think too, we put so much stock as moms into doing all of the things for all of the other people. And yes, it brings me joy to see my children happy on Christmas morning. But, you know, I would be curious to know if the book or or what you say to finding time to do the things that make you happy, regardless of whether or not it makes everybody else around you happy. Because, you know, I think that that's a hard thing, especially with the holidays, is that we want to make sure everyone else around us is happy. So how do you build in that space and time for yourself? Well, again, I think it's really personal and you you know, have to decide, but it goes back to make fun, fun for me. The Nutcracker is fun for me. Do I need to see it live in a theater or can I watch Barishnikov from the comfort of my own home? Like I personally don't really care. Like right mm-hmm. now we see it in the theater because that's what my kid prefers. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that if you will, but I'm also fine not to deal with, you know, LA traffic and parking and whatever to get my Nutcracker fix. So, you know, that's just me, but yeah, that's fun for me. And the first hurdle is that it has to be fun for me too. I, I really don't believe in the, uh, you know, mom sacrificing ourselves on the altars of our families, because Mm -hmm. that just leads to, you know, burnout, right? Two thirds of working moms, two thirds of working parents say they feel burnt out. And if you're a mom, you're more likely to feel burnt out. And if you're a mom of color, you're even more likely to feel burnt out because you Mm -hmm. don't have as many support systems, unfortunately. And so, you know, if you're burnt out, you're no good to anyone. And the alternative to being burnt out is being resentful, 
which as Natasha said, her kids probably enjoyed her, her kids and her husband probably enjoyed her a lot more because she let go of something, right? Don't, don't underestimate the power of letting go of something and you showing up as a more pleasant self. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's funny. Sure. When I was married, one of my big things was just, you know, Christmas would come and I'm throwing up Christmas everywhere. It is like pure Christmas vomit inside, outside <laughs> of the house. My, my tree was like perfectly color coordinated top to bottom. And, you know, after my divorce, I, I carried that on for a couple of years and then I, you know, moved into my new home that I purchased and I noticed I started to kind of not put quite as much stuff out and all of that started to dwindle to the point that I was like, I don't even know if I want to put up a tree this year. And then last year, last year, I was to the point where I was putting up the tree so late, I came home one night and my son and his girlfriend had put the whole tree up together themselves. Aw. Damn, that's so, how you do it. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? And, and I was like, it's not the perfectly color-coordinated tree, but dang gum, this is beautiful. And I was like, okay, new Christmas tradition. And the thing that I noticed that has switched in me over the past few years is this love for the dishes that I make at Christmas and mm-hmm. feeding my family and seeing their face, you know, when they're eating the gumbo that literally you're standing on your feet for four solid hours making this one pot of gumbo before you Mm -hmm. get to sit down. But that is where I'm now deriving joy. And so what you were saying about those things shifting, I can clearly see that in my life. And I was holding that bit of guilt out about not wanting to do the whole tree and all the Christmas vomit anymore. But I can see the beauty in that now. Yeah, and you might even go to another season. Like my mom is is in the uh, Christmas 365 days a year season of her life. (laughs) (laughs) She has a Christmas tree up year round because it brings her so much joy. Oh my God, I love that. (laughs) And I I also love it too. I love it too because my mom actually handmade a Christmas tree skirt Uh, I don't even remember Mm -hmm. when she made it. That's how old it is, right? Like I Mm must have been like five or younger. And it's, it's, you know, my mom's from Hawaii. My dad's, you know, American, but he's of Mexican background. And it's, it's like, it says Feliz Navidad, Meli Kaliki Maka. I love it. Right. So it has our whole culture. (laughs) And we used to only get to see it around Christmas. Now year round, we get to see this beautiful handiwork that my mom created that celebrates both of our cultures, Mm -hmm. you know, um, so yeah, you know, things, things change, things change and, you know, bless it and let it go because it's fine that things Amen. change. I love that. Amen. And I love the fact that you, you know, are really not helping women just rock the holidays, but also all year round, whether it's finding joy and keeping that tree up all year round or finding joys in other little pockets of life. So Help us understand what are some of the other tips and tools that you find the women that you serve in your community seem to find most helpful to gaining control, not just of the holidays, but of their lives in general all year round. I think that like, I think it kind of boils down to something you mentioned earlier, which is getting in touch with your values, Mm -hmm. right? Having that be the thing that is your touch point because when you're aligned with that, when you have, we, so often we don't necessarily, we, we know we have values, right? We know that, you know, and I know that my values are aligned with my husband, but it took a long time for us to really sit down and be like, what are they, right? How would we name that? What would we call it? And, you know, like, you're like, I'm a good person, right? Or something like that, but it's kind of like vague in general. And when we sit down and really kind of tease out what our values are from there, everything else falls in line. So this helps you make decisions about Mm -hmm the Christmas party? Am I going to decorate a gingerbread house? You know what mm. I mean? Like, am I going to stay home with my kids and do this? Or am I going to go to the office Christmas party? Right. It's based on who I am or who I want to be for that season. Right. If I want to be a joyful person or a peaceful person or whatever that is. So talking about in this, like this little microcosm of the holidays, but this also, like you were saying earlier, kind of blows out to the whole year and even lifelong. I think the number one thing is having people really identify and getting in touch with your values first and then have it, then you understand, 
okay, all these obligations or all these invitations or all these traditions that I'm trying to uphold, it becomes very clear then how to prioritize, right? So this is like, this is, this Mm -hmm. is the the nutshells. It's like the, 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 the little, the mini, I say little step, but it's actually kind of pretty important is this idea of getting in touch first with what you want to be in this case with the holiday season, then just listing everything that you probably are going to do or have invited to do or have done in the past. That's step one is just listing it all out. Like just really mm. get a good idea of a scope of all the stuff, right? Cause sometimes things creep up on us. And then that second step is the prioritization. And then the third step being like, okay, so now we're going to take it from being, you know, from our head to paper to now putting it in time by putting it, you said earlier about this is about like getting mastery on time putting it into the calendar. That's the third step is putting it into the calendar. And this is where the culling happens, right? This is where we go. No, not that. No, not that. Okay. This could happen, but you know, it's a, it's a three star, right? So, you know, if something better comes along or maybe just staying home that night, because I need to, I need to stop and reset. I would just say that from identifying your values, everything else kind of like comes from there. So that when you have a moment of like, what am I going to do? Or is this important? Or, you know, that kind of thing. You can always come back to like, well, what have I said is important to me? Right. First and foremost. Yeah. Um, and then using that as your, you know, your litmus test. And our students are always shocked because I think people assume they know what their values are, but when you are forced to really write it down, and I think we talked about this in our last interview, right? Mm-hmm. Because this is related to we the did. Ben Franklin story that we love so much. And I can hold up right here, my value cards that are ranked in hierarchical order. They list the value, they list why it's important to me. You know, these just provide so much clarity in terms of who I want to show up in the world and therefore what's important to me. And when people do it, I mean, we have alumni who have quit their jobs and gone back to school or done a complete pivot in terms of their career because they realized that they were doing something that was not aligned with their values at all. It was just the path that they had been on and kept walking on. And, um, you know, we we do this because I mean, I do this personally just because I believe like I have I imagine like take a moment right now. Just imagine what the world would be like if everyone was doing exactly what they wanted to be doing in life, if they were sharing their gifts with the world. Just think about like how much happier the world would be if every person did that. Like, that's so exciting to me. Mm-hmm. So exciting. And as moms, we have the opportunity to help our kids, right? Like, it's, it's too late for us. I mean, not too late for us at all, right? It's never too late. <laughs> but I just mean, like, I just want my kid when she's 18, 19, 20, 22, to hit the ground running, sharing her gifts and following, mm-hmm. like, her mission in life. I spent my 20s going, like, I have no idea what I freaking want to do with the rest of my time on Earth. And I feel like a lot of us feel that way. And there's just like all this confusion and angst in in, mm-hmm. in the world. But like if we could give our kids the gift of, I see you, I'm going to encourage you, and then you're going to hit the ground running as an adult. I just think the world would be so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and that's um, where being really clear on your so values true. is helpful. I was just going to bring back to the conversation, you know, Shelby and I have done some values work and I remember really clearly one of my top values that always rises to the surface is this space of playfulness and this value around having play in my life and being and feeling playful. So it really was resonating with me when you were talking about let's keep fun, fun, right? I was like, yeah, that's what Christmas should be playful, fun. And also this idea of it doesn't mean that, you know, I have to quit my job because we don't ever play at work. But it's about how do I infuse moments of playfulness and joy into my work day and mm-hmm. into my relationships at work and into the way that I show up so that I am bringing playful moments in that work for what I'm doing in my role, you know, yes. until I couldn't quit my, until I can quit my job to become a full-time clown, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Yes. I think another thing that our students walk away from and, may, you know, maybe this is a good place to just mention I that. I was just going to say, yes, that you so, do offer courses. Yes. 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 So we have our 
flagship course called Harness the Power of Planning, HPOP for short. And we teach it live once a year, live virtual. So you can join us from wherever you are. And it's two consecutive Saturdays, January 20th and 27th, 2024. And you can sign up now at our website, bywdreams.com. And what we do, this course is really about life design. And so it's interesting because our books, we use, we teach, we teach the same strategies, but you implement strategies differently when you're running a sprint versus running a marathon. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so prioritizing your holidays, right? That's kind of giving you a glimpse into this idea of prioritizing your life goals that, you know, so we blow it out on the big stage. So um, it's two consecutive Saturdays. The first Saturday we call excavate, which is where we really like dig in and help you uncover what it is you're really interested in. Because, you know, those of us who are middle-aged, right? We have all of this social and, you know, familial expectations that we kind of have to like (laughs) take off. And so we help you excavate what it is you're really interested in, what's really important to you and come up with a plan for getting that. And then day two is execute, which is all about getting you into action. Like, so great, you have this plan, but now you have to start doing things (laughs) to make (laughs) it happen. Mm -hmm. And so it's all about getting you into action mode, And getting you staying in action mode because we were on a, we were interviewed recently and I said something along the lines of, because long-term goals require long-term action, Hmm. right? You can't just, you can't have this goal of getting a new job or getting a degree and expect to do that in one weekend, Mm -hmm. right? It takes a little bit of activity every day or not every day, most days for a long period of time to get those long-term goals. And that's what really what we talk about in HPOP in terms of, you know, the bigger life design course. Yeah. And plan is at the end of that second day, you have had, you now have like an actionable plan, <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. you've done, you've done like the, you've done like the underground work in day one. And then day two is like hit the ground running work, you know, like, and how to, and, and, and how to keep it sustainable and stuff. And little things like, this is why we have students do their course corrects, right? Because mm-hmm done their plan and they've got their got go they get going on it but like are you still on target that kind of thing and one of the other big takeaways that we get is because we do have so many moms and caregivers as students they say okay great yeah i want to do these things but how do i get my family to be on board with me pursuing Mm -hmm. my goals and so we talk about communication strategies for making sure that everyone's on the same page uh, because yeah you do have to you know like for instance uh, I, Natasha and I were joking about this earlier that, you know, when I was younger, I wanted my birthday party to be like, all my friends and let's all celebrate together. And now I'm just like, I want to be all by myself alone. No one <laughs> talk to me. It's right. And I, I do get to do that. I do take time away from my family to solo trip or solo retreat. And people ask me like, how did you get your partner to agree to that? And I was like, well, it started with taking two days away when my daughter was two, right? That was like me inserting a little wedge. And we talk about this, uh, it's called the Kaizen method, right? Anytime Mm. you want to create a new habit, you have to start with, you know, don't do 20 minutes of meditation, start with one minute of meditation Mm -hmm. and watch that grow. And so now it's gotten to the point where this year I took a 10 day trip with two of my oldest friends to Hawaii, just the three of us. And that only happened because- I started when my daughter was two with this little wedge. Mm-hmm. I love that. You guys have shared so many wonderful tips with us in just such a brief period of time. And I know our listener is dying to know where they can find more of you. And I know I've been seeing you on social media and I love seeing all the tips and, and tricks that you offer there. Tell us where our listener can find you. Our website, everything's on our website bywdreams.com. So that stands for beyond your wildest dreams.com. And you can follow us on all the social media platforms at bywdreams on everything, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, all of it on bywdreams.com or bywdreams is the handle. Yeah. So you can find us there. And we are, we are like Allegra talked about the course correct. And we've got like lots of little principles that are helpful in that regard, like, you know, different ways to help you kind of keep track of, you know, keep track of how you're doing, help you organize your ideas, your thoughts, your prior and help you prioritize. 
and that kind of thing. And our book, Rock Your Holidays, will be available on Amazon and this is September the 8th. 8th. September 8th. And so if you're listening to this, you know, after September 8th, it's already available. (laughs) 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 Yeah. And hey, it makes a great gift, right? It'll be available in ebook and paperback. And you can find that at tinyurl.com slash BYWD books. You can find all of our books in one place, tinyurl.com slash BYWD books. Perfect. Well, thank you, ladies. We'll make sure that everything is linked in the show notes. And don't forget to sign up for the live course in January on the website as well. And we just want to thank you so much for being here with us today. We always have so much fun with you. We appreciate you. Yeah, same. You, you two are just fantastic. We love visiting with you. Looking yes. forward to doing it again. Yes. Yay, absolutely. absolutely. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Bye ladies. Allegra and Natasha, my girls. Girls, I love spending time with you. Thank you so much for a fun conversation. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought that like there are people on this earth that could make the idea of planning and lists and all of that actually fun to me? Me. Well, <laughs> that's you. But we know me, Miss Wing It, by the seat of her pants over here. Right? But man, I'm telling you, every time I talk with you ladies, I, you, just, you suck me in a little bit more. I'm a little mm. bit more bought in. You might They're pull me over you. to the dark side. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to jump in with my favorite tip, the first one, because this feels really doable to me. So number one tip to take away is to make small course corrections along the way as you start to adopt a new habit. So it's these little adjustments that can keep you more in alignment of your goal and prevent you from steering too far off path. And and for me, I feel like I can do these micro adjustments. It's when I start to look at the huge picture that I feel like it's overwhelming and something I cannot either begin or sustain. Yeah, the small things I can do. And the beautiful thing is that these small course corrections will begin to develop new habits inside of us. And, you know, one of the other tips they shared, too, is make your plans with a friend. You know, if you're really struggling to maintain, you know, your new habit or, you know, stay organized, it's it's easier to do these type of, of tedious tasks or, you know, develop these new habits, it's easier to do if you've got an accountability partner at your side. So, you know, if you've got a friend with you, they can help point out what is or isn't important to you, remind you of your wins and your opportunities for improvement and, you know, support you in your small course corrections that you're making. Yes. And you should do it with wine. (laughs) With wine. (laughs) It's always better in my path. I mean, everything is better with wine. (laughs) Everything is better with wine. Absolutely. And so our third point is that think about listing out all of the things that you might want to do this holiday season, but then give them a rating on a scale from one to five. And so the beautiful part of this is that you can, you can throw all of the spaghetti at the wall and like every possible thing that you've ever imagined you've ever wanted to do in any holiday season, write that shit down, put it on there mm-hmm. because it doesn't mean you have to do it. So you're going to rate each one on a scale of one to five, and then you will remove those activities that are not the highest priority. And it's prioritizing it in alignment with what's important to you what's important and aligns with your values. Mm. So those things that then that don't align to your priorities and values, take them off the list. No harm, no foul. You don't have, you don't have to do it because someone else wants you to do it. It's about what's priority to you. Yeah. And number four, define that intention before the holidays. What is it that you want to carry into the holiday season? Is it joy? Is it peace and calm? So define what you want the holiday season to feel like for you, for your family, and then use that kind of as your litmus test or touchstone for all of the activities that you are prioritizing on that list, right? 
is this thing going to bring more joy into my holidays or is it going to create more stress and anxiety? And that can be the definition by which you choose to keep things on that list or to discard the activity itself. So uh, make sure that whatever it is that you're choosing to do this holiday season, that it's in alignment with that intention. I love that. And, you know, if I'm the one that gets to choose what the rating scale is based on, it is going to be based off of point number five, which is keep fun fun. Hell yes. Okay. That is my highest value. Yeah. Playfulness and fun in my life. The things that I look at, does it bring me joy? Because I'm going to follow my joy as hard and as fast and as hardcore as I can. So keeping fun fun allows me to live within my value. And I'm curious, what are your values? What are those top values that you have that you would hold up there as the litmus test for the activities that you do or don't do in your life, for the priorities that you live out every single day, not just in the holiday season? And if you can start living with more intention by defining these things and and infusing your values into your life when you start to think about what am I going to do this holiday season? What am I going to focus on as I'm getting the kids ready for, for school? What am I going to think about in the way that I show up, not for others, but for me, whether that is at work, whether that is at home, whether that is in other activities that I, I do. How are you showing up for you? And are you living your values in a really intentional way. And I think the message here is be more intentional about our life because my loves, we all get the same number of hours in a week. Mm -hmm. And some of us aren't squeezing enough juice out -hmm. of those hours. And some others are getting a full picture of that (laughs) juice. We can be more intentional about living our values, keeping fun fun, and prioritizing what's important to us, we will begin to open up and spread our wings into an even more beautiful life as we grow together. So grow with us by joining our Facebook group and connecting with us. Let's do life together. Leave us a review. Let your friends know that you've been hanging out with us on the side, that we're your side chick. If you know where that podcast (laughs) is acting like your side chick, that's all right. We're okay. Bring others into the group with you. And let's all do this together because we love sharing this time and all the things that we are learning at this stage in our lives as we continue to grow and become our very greatest, most beautiful, delectable, scrumptious Mm. selves. And we cannot wait to be back here with you as we do this again next week, right here in the middle.